Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I'm your scribe of a co-host, Hill. If you're new to the show, RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Um, thanks, everybody who listened to our six-episode segment on all the classes. We're done. We did it. Done it. And I don't think we're going to bother with the uh, other ones. What were the other ones? Like Artificer and uh, Bloodhunter and... Uh, we already talked about the Artificer. Psionic. Well... The other ones aren't official yet. I have nothing to say on that. Bloodhunter's official. No, it's not. It's Isn't a it? No, it's DM's Guild's to it. It's Matt Mercer's bill. I thought it was. It came with this thing. Whatever. It does. No, it, I mean, it's in there, but it's not like D&D canon because it doesn't come from a book that's D&D canon. I, I have issues with the notion of D&D canon writ large, right? Why? Because, like, it's all Magic the Gathering based now. Like, the Theros book coming out. Uh, I mean, that's just another setting. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, but it's official. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, this Greek thing is now canon. I mean, it's just another part of the world. Use it or don't. That's up to you. I think they're just at least putting it out there for people to give them options. I feel like something that uh, fifth edition as a whole does differently uh, is that it it kind of I don't want to say it forces you to use their adventure settings, but it I feel like it doesn't provide as much in the way of world building world building options for DMs. It kind of says you can do this, but instead of saying here's guidelines for things you can do, it says here are campaign settings. Just yeah. build around these. It does feel that way. I would agree. Um, and I had tweeted about this, but I didn't get as much feedback on the tweet as I wanted. Uh, like, does it feel like they're just recycling content to build these worlds, or does it really like feel like they're doing service to these things? Are you missing some? Well, no. I mean, but nine just doesn't work. Well, that's the core ones, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, I did want to uh, start take two minutes at the top of the show to talk about two rules arguments our group chat had recently and their official resolution. What were they? Um, the first one was our boy Dan had messaged about whether a centaur can use a lance. Just as a mounted weapon, which yes. I would say no. No. And the official, official ruling from the Jeremy Crawford on Twitter was straight up no. Yeah. That was, that was his yeah. one. Nope. Whereas a centaur on a centaur... Yes. The question was, are centaurs considered a mounted, mounted for the purpose of wielding a lance? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation. Yeah. I no mean, rationale. I, I don't... That's pretty... I think I'm 99% sure Dan was kidding. Um, but it, it that's is... that's very clearly a no. I think it's an interesting question. I mean, it's, you it's o- a question. You offer know. up the, the comedic answers. Oh, well, then a centaur, riding a centaur... Yeah. ...can use a lance. Yeah. Which is comedic. And ridiculous to think. Well, I mean, the idea that a centaur could carry another centaur is in and of itself hilarious because then you just get this never-ending tower of centaur. But it's in the rules. Centaurs can carry a medium creature. Centaurs are a medium creature. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. They just didn't want to make centaurs large. I think that's all it was. Yeah. But they should have been able to not be mounted. Because they didn't want a player class. Okay, wait. Centaurs should not be a player class, in my opinion. Playable race. Playable race, yeah. Playable race, period. Like, I would agree with that. It's just, it's unnecessary. What about a Minotaur? Minotaur's different. Minotaur's bipedal. Uh, you know. Bipedal or bipedal? 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 I, I mean, if if I look at the word, I say pedal. Yes. Like so I would just say bipedal. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other rules argument 
that you and I got into. Yeah. We saved for the show, as you said. Which one? Improved packed weapon. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Your contention being what? What about it? What did you want to know? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. Using a bow? Oh. Yeah, it says I can. Yes, you can. Oh, oh, but with the ammo. Is the is the ammo then magical? Yes. And I say no, sir. And you say save it for the show. And I, and I said absolutely. It's, ma- it's a magic weapon. And uh, Jamie Crawford says no ranged weapon automatically generates its own ammunition unless it's a description or a special ability says otherwise in response to this person asking that exact question. That's fine. So the, the sage advice man, the man in the sky, my best friend on Twitter, says it does not generate ammunition unless your weapon specifically says I just, so. I, th- I think it should, but that's fine. Wouldn't it, wouldn't your ammunition, wait, wait, with improved pack weapon, yeah. are your weapon attacks considered magical? No. I don't think, no. Yes? Yes. Yes, because they become plus one, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not, because uh, if your ammunition is gaining the effects of your weapon, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's necessary, I don't think it, it, it it's explicit that it would generate ammunition. I think it should. I like that idea. More. Should is different than does. I'm just saying. I think I think it's more interesting that way. You get the fucking you know. Because they lose in the background bolt, throwing bolt, arrows at you, so you, you can know, shoot them. You get the little you know, but you just it, they as you draw back a a uh, a bolt or an arrow of you know energy just uh, kind of like appears. And I like that idea. It reminds me of um, I know it's stupid. What are you gonna say? Bleach. Bleach. What's his yeah. name with the glasses? Yeah, who's can... the glass that makes arrows? Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's actually yeah, that's exactly a cool I, ability. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. That character's of. a fucking dick weasel, though. I mean, it's a cool ability in that you know, if he's a human doing it, yeah, that's cool. But compared to all the other people on the show, it's lame as fuck. Well, his like big attack was fun. Yeah, but like the first season know. of Bleach was fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the whole point. And then you know, it just got a bit out of hand. Second season of Bleach was okay. And then we don't. What, even... what could the redhead do? She could reverse time, right? She everyone thought it was healing, but it wasn't that, healing. She yeah, was just she, reversing time. She ended time. up having the ultimate power of she could literally turn back time within the barrier of her spirit. Yeah. Spirit. Fairies. So it wasn't healing. It was just returning it to a state that it wasn't injured. Correct. She could do that to anything. She could undo reality. So she was like super, super powerful. Yeah. She's the most powerful character in the yeah. show, at least for a while. At least in a very contained sense. Well, though her ability was like much larger than that. Actually, like you know, they all could like expand whatever they did to like whatever, you know, ultimate forms. Nice. They, they could do that, too. Nice. Like, Chad, he could punch real hard, mm-hmm. but he also had the armor version of himself. Do you remember this? I do remember that. Yeah, she had a similar thing. Mm. Um, but oh, whatever. Yeah. Here's our, this is our, welcome to our podcast about Bleach. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'd walk away right now. We could have an anime podcast. I wouldn't look back. Yeah, an anime podcast, it's not a Bleach You podcast. recently watched Castlevania. Yeah, I love Castlevania. The anime? Yeah. Really? Oh, my God, You yeah. seemed indifferent when watching it. No, I was just very in the zone. I was watching it. Oh, it was, okay. It was a Great series uh, so far. Um, the only qualms I, I shouldn't say anything because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for somebody that hasn't seen it. You can't generalize your qualm. No, it's a very specific qualm. Good word, qualm. Um, okay, so what is Castlevania the series about? Vampires. The, the, the games. Vampires. Okay, more specific. Vampire hunting. More specific. I never played them. Oh, okay. It's about. The Belmont family essentially fighting Dracula. Okay. Period, right? Sure. And then, you know, Alucard's there. Dracula his, backwards. Which is uh, his son. Half, yeah, son. Imagine like, naming your vampire. son your name backwards. The kid's name is actually, um, oh, God, I think it's Vladimir or something. No, Adrian. Adrian Tepish. Um, but he goes by Alucard because he wants to be the opposite of what oh. his father is. Oh, my God. 
Um, <laughs> and then there's other characters, but for the most part, the series is about, you know, fighting Dracula and death. Death's a character in the games that you haven't seen in the show yet. But, you know, death is very present. It's kind of like in Marvel, the personification of death and, you know, Than- lady. Thanos' obsession with her. Uh, they should have done more And then her obsession that. with Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, so um, we're... we're We've we've already handicapped ourselves for our first segment here, but we are. Um, I think it was a pretty popular thing we did mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the classes mm-hmm. series. Yep. We had uh, a lot more people listening to it, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. So we're just gonna roll that into a short um, five part series, uh, five episode series on races. That seems fair. Maybe more, maybe less. Uh, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Right? Because there are nine core races, which you have listed here. Yes. Um, You've listed them in an interesting depending way. Depending on how... That's how it was on D&D Beyond. Oh, it's, it's alphabetical. In the player's handbook, they listed otherwise. Yeah. Um, but uh, depending on how it goes, maybe we'll expand into the other races. Because there's a lot of races. A lot of races. By lot far, of races. far more races than classes. 13 official classes... 20 so many i don't races? even i have no idea how many a lot of races a lot of options out there and again people. these are things we've covered tangentially like half yeah. races and things like that mm-hmm. um but for this i really want to dive into uh their lives their history um you know their typical environment kinds of you know warriors or heroes that they tend sure. to make things like that well, um, we have half a segment left. Do you want to do one, or do you want to like set up for this? Let's do one. Let's see how long it takes. Maybe we can do three per. Interesting. Depending on interesting how long theory. it takes to get All right, through do you it. want to dice roll them again? I got to go with dice. If that's yeah, the case. Yeah, go ahead. Let me go get dice. Yeah. Let me pause this. Okay, hi. I got fuck, dice. Fuck your couch. Got a D10. And what's I mean, a... now that I think about, it, we could just pull up a you know a die roll and just type in one D. I, well, yeah, that's kind of what I meant when but, I asked if you wanted actual dice. But, so if you roll a ten. You'll re-roll? If we roll 10, we'll do this. How are you list- How have you listed them for us? Alphabetical order. What is that? What do you mean? Like, list them for the viewing Dragonborn, audience. Dragonborn, dwarf, elf, gnome, half-elf, halfling, half-orc, not halves, human tiefling. That sounds about right. Yeah. We're missing any. That We're weird tiefling at the end. Well, it always throws me off that Azamar isn't on there. But It doesn't but it's throw not. me off. Is it core? Core race? It's not. Yeah, I, I, know. I know it's not. It's in, it's in Volos off. or whatever. But, like, I, for whatever reason, tiefling's there. It's like, where is Azamar? But they're yeah. way rarer. They're way rarer than tieflings. Yeah, yeah, that be, that's because, you know. Anyways, let's, yeah, yeah. Demons fuck. What? But shit. I can't, I can't see that. Twas a seven. Twas a seven. What's a seven? Seven is the half-orc. That's, you know what? I'm glad we started with a half-orc. Yes. You know why? Because no one plays them? No one plays half-orcs. What's a half-orc? All right, so to be, I guess we should start this way if we're going with the half orc first. The half orc is always obviously half an orc and always human on the other side. We talked about half races before, right? Yeah. So the the thinking is it's a half human. Yeah. Now I think there's an argument to be made that it's half something else, and the orc part is just but the predominant is it, part. You know, because it's not going to be a half gnome, half orc. It says you. I mean, do, do, unless, it's like a five-foot-tall half-orc. Orcs are prodigious, prodigious breeders. Yes. That was the thing. They, yes. they love fucking. Love to bone. And I think they'll fuck anything, really, that oh, will survive. They'll, they'll, that will survive. That will survive. And a gnome probably wouldn't be able to birth a half-orc baby. But could it gestate it? 
and then get a C-section. This, this, it's a whole half-race conversation again where the gestation throws me off. Half-elf, for example. Yeah. Or half-orc, perfect. In, in a human body, is that gestation the same as in an orc body? I would say yes, but it'd be much more painful for the human. So is, that, is it longer for a human and shorter for a half-orc than like a normal for that So breed? yeah, I'd say probably like a six-month for a half I feel like three months for orc, nine months for a human is normal, so like six months for a happy. Wait, orc gestation is three months? I'm, they have much shorter lives, so I assume that their gestation is much shorter as well. I don't know, they're pretty big. And they don't, but they don't have, like, okay. Oh, anyways, anyways, gestation aside, half-orcs are exactly what they sound like, an orc and a human usually, right? Standing between five and seven feet tall. Can you believe that there's a five-foot half-orc out there? I can. That's sad. Weighing between 180 and 250 pounds, so human-ish. Yeah, they're, they're human bulky proportions, humans. Bulky humans, yeah. yeah. So not quite your Goliath size. No. Um, but definitely a, a bigger individual. Um, they are... They're usually portrayed as, like, savages. I think that's fair to say. I, th- I think that, that orcs more so are. I think half-orcs are kind of like... People don't mind half-elves. They kind of disregard them because they're neither human nor elf. But I feel like half-orcs get the bum rap because they obviously are orcs. Like, a half-elf can kind of hide the fact that they're elven, you know, cover the ears, maybe, like, wear glasses to make the eyes seem different. But half-orcs, you're going to look like an orc. And people don't like you. Yeah. They're scared of People don't like orcs. Orcs are scary. In, in, In all fairness, orcs are scary. And living amongst an orc tribe... They don't you're, want you. Well, A, you're the runt. Exactly. In, in a society where strength is, you know, the thing that everyone wants, you are the weakling. Which leads to their abilities course. Strength and con. Strength and con. Which, you know, they get this and they're still looked at as the weak ones, which well, which is incredible. Actual full orcs get what? Strength and Strength and con. con, I think. But it's two and, and two. A, and a negative to your int, if I'm not mistaken. It's something like that. So yeah. th- they're... They're arguably just as strong in terms of game rules. Yes. But I think the perception in the, the world the perception would be is just that they are small. you're not a full-blooded orc. Yeah. You're Garbo. Um, and with that, depending on how they're raised, I mean, half-orcs can be smart. They can be charismatic. Nobody does that. No one does it. Um, Unless you're Fjord. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say Ford. Ford gets it. Ford Tusk Tooth. He's a warlock. He's a warlock. Char- charismatic. Charisma. Based, you know, he's got the good con. What's interesting is strength was his dump stat. I mean, that makes sense for his class. For his class, yeah, but I mean, that's that's a bold move to do that because, you know, they definitely get away with things like that. Yeah, where the characters aren't put in the situations where, you know, they might die if their characters don't have the appropriate stat boosts. Like if you know. If I was a tabaxi barbarian, my charisma dex build probably wouldn't work out too well. Not going to be situation. the best barbarian. But, you know, they make it work, and it's more based on the story, and I respect that. Um, I think that's a big part of the half-orc thing that's overlooked is your race is a big part of what your story should be. Great story. It should be, anyways. Can be. Now, at the same time, you can be a mindless, you know, raging barbarian who's just got a chip on his shoulder because he's always the Well, know, think about that. You see that comic... That makes the rounds every so often is like, why characters often have tragic backstories. It's like well-adjusted people don't go into adventuring. Tragedy breeds heroics. Right. If if you're a normal person with both parents, everything's fine. You don't go out yeah. in the world to seek adventure. I and have murder. never 
once made a character that had a happy backstory. So a half-orc, for example, a well-adjusted half-orc, because his parents were loved him and were accepted, mm-hmm. he's probably not a character. Yeah. He's... So you're probably going to have some fucked up shit yeah. in your family. Yeah. And, and it, it could be important. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, you were beaten to death, or almost to death by your your orc tribe and they left you behind, yep. or you've always been an outcast amongst human beings. Yeah, you tried, you know, you've done grunt work and shit work in human society, and you've kind of just been looked at as, you know, the muscly, scary guy. And you reach adulthood at age 14, so you're big early on. Yeah, and they only live to, what, like 70? 75. Yeah. That's still pretty sad. But rarely live longer than 75. Yeah, that, and they're going to die young from the murder the and murdering the murdering and the whatnot, yeah. 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 Again, it, you're not going to find... Half orc wizards and half orc, you know, scholars that have been studying for years and years and live long lives, you know, these are going to be people that get out there and do some shit. Well, you'll find half orc paladins who are righteous. Ye- and uh, but even wise. that, even that, rarely. But yeah, they. I mean, I think a half orc paladin would be wonderful. It's got the strength and the gun. Yeah, got strength. Con doesn't have the charisma, but I mean, you know, you can build your charisma, and the idea of like. Uh, fucking Oath of Conquest half-orc that worships like Grumsh or something. Oh, love it. So this is, is our first one, and I can talk about this now as our first one. They have on here, you know, alignment. Half-orcs in- inherit a tendency towards chaos from their orc parents. Mm-hmm. Um, half-orcs that live among orcs tend to be evil. Yeah. This gets into, you know, race as a guiding factor in a character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, you have a tendency towards chaos. And if you're amongst orcs, you have a tendency towards evil. Yeah. You're not, but you're not bound by those. Not at all. Ever. Nope. Really. No. And I'm still curious that they include things like that in race descriptions. I think probably one of the bigger examples of that that I can think of are halflings, actually. We'll get to this eventually. But, you know, they are good people. Yes. They're just good. But isn't, like, a halfling rogue, which is very common, more likely to be, like, chaotic neutral? Yeah, they're just less likely to be murder yeah. hobos. Yeah. But I think that's... And this this alignment this sets up a a mm-hmm. grand character. Imagine you're the you're the half orc paladin, but you're not the conquest. You're the redemption, and yeah. you're virtuous. You're, you're, you're trying to be better than what people think you should be. Right, and so you get it's all those expectations of people hating on you because yeah. you were half orc, and you're great. You're awesome. Actually, you know what would be great for that? Like a half orc monk. Sure. Like like very pacifist nature. You know, tries to avoid Cleric. conflict Heals people. at all costs. Yeah, that would be great. Right, you you've. The, the section here says alignment. You have a tendency towards chaos and sort of evil. Is not. I don't think this should be a guiding principle at all. If anything, this is something to fight against and to juxtapose yourself against. I think the reason they put that alignment section on there is for new players who have no idea what they're getting into. So that they look at that and they say, wow, I don't know anything about... I've never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. I don't know anything about orcs, orcs and goblins and anything like that. And if I was just going through and I was just making character and I said... Strength con sounds great. I'm going to make that without realizing that this half work is going to be frowned upon in common society. You know, that would suck for a new player to go out and be like, hi, new world. And the new world's like, fuck you. We don't like your. With your we ta- don't take kindly to your kind around here. God damn it. I, I think that's exactly the attitude most people would expect. So that might be why there's a tendency so towards think, chaos. And I think that's why they put it specifically in there so that people will see that and say, okay, whatever I'm getting into, these guys are chaotic, possibly evil. I People are going to expect that of the character that I make. So either I lean into it or I play hard against it. So they have dark vision, which is pretty great. Don't they have like better dark? They don't have good dark vision. 60 feet. You used to have better dark vision. Um, but they, you, you, you touched on something. They're kind of mean. 
where they have a, a menacing, which gives them a proficiency in intimidation. Mm-hmm. Now, the way we rule intimidation in our house is... And the way it should be ruled, period. Whatever ability you're using for the relevant intimidation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to scare you with how big and strong I am, strength. Yeah. If I'm trying to you know, impress but, you with how much knowledge I have... So, so you, I, I agree with you up to a point on that one. I don't think just like staying there and looking intimidating should give you the strength. That should still be charisma, like you're trying to present a big image of yourself. Well, that would be if you're grabbing someone yeah. and choking them out, that's strength intimidation. Yeah, it's, it's in my relevant opinion. to whatever you're doing. Yeah, like um, but think, just standing there and looking. Think big about is um, not Full Metal Alchemist, Armstrong flexing. Yeah, that's a charisma intimidation. That's yeah. not a strength. Exactly. That's what, yeah, right? yeah, totally yeah. agree. Uh, so it's whatever is relevant, but they have proficiency in intimidation, mm-hmm. which will probably be strength for the for them Most for likely. a lot of the time. Uh, but they have one of the best abilities. For a race. Okay. Relentless endurance. Yeah. When you're reduced to zero hit points, but not killed outright, meaning you didn't take what? Your whole hit points hit worth points of plus. damage? Yeah. So if you so if you're at if you have if ten you have hit, hit yeah. if you have ten hit points and you're down to two and you some you take twelve damage, you're dead. You're dead, period. dead. No death saves dead. Yeah. So instead of dying, you can drop to one hit point instead until you finish the long rest yep. of the other ones. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just it's a death ward essentially. Yeah. Every day. Like because no one, very, very rarely do you take a hit that outright kills you. Oh, my. I don't, I've never I, seen I've never, it. Ever. 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 Especially if we, at higher levels when your hit, put, when your See, hit that, point that's pool the thing. is huge. The only time that it would happen is at lower levels, but the things at those levels don't do aren't that. doing that much damage. Yep. So right. it would have to be like a fall, like you fell off a cliff. Yes. And you're an orc. You already have more health. Yeah. So in theory, you have a pretty big health pool, right? Theoretically, the constitution should be giving you more health. Right. So this ability is basically, you can take a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I'm still fine, everybody. Yeah. And then keep going. Yeah, you're at level three. Somebody you're fighting suddenly threw a fireball in the room. Like everyone else can go down, but you're still there. This is honestly, this is a great ability for any class. But obviously for the tanks up front, great ability. But I was go ahead. Just thinking about if you're the healer. That's what I was gonna say. This is insane. The 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 paladin and the cleric in the group. You're heavy armored. You might be up front. But you're the one that needs to stay alive. This is what's going to keep you alive. You heal yourself. You heal everyone else. Yeah, you can prioritize other people. Yeah. Because like, oh, no, I'll be fine. I can take the hit. I yeah. literally will not yep. die. Exactly. Um, they also have savage attacks, which gives them extra damage on crits. Yes. Uh, especially great if you're a barbarian that gets the uh, brutal criticals yes. to begin with. Also great if you are a weapon, uh, champion. Weapon master? Champion. Oh. Uh, uh, the fighter oh, subclass because yeah. you get... Uh, essentially increased range on your crits, yeah. 19, 20, and then 18, 20. So this just leans into that. Now, this is good for rogues, obviously. <laughs> Man, um, and it's it's bad for anything that rolls multiple damage dice on an attack. Yeah, yeah. Like, even a greatsword, it's like, okay, I get to roll an extra Right, if, you, if you're a half-orc barbarian, you should be using a great axe. Great axe. Yeah. Or, you uh-huh. know, or at least something that's doing a D10. Yeah, you don't want to be using the two d sixes are fucking you because you get the three. The third d six is not as good as the second d twelve. Yeah, um, languages is not super relevant. Obviously, you're common in orc, um, which is limiting. Mm-hmm. It's pretty limiting. Only orcs speak orc. Right, that's not a very useful language no. to have. Whereas a lot of things speak draconic, only orcs speak orc. And a lot of things speak, you know, um, abyssal, elven, elven. You know, all the all the fae and stuff like that. Yep. Um, so there are things like halfling, gnome, orc. Those are very specific, and very only niche. those people will speak. Incredibly, so, but I don't think half orcs are supposed to be the envoys. Nope. So they don't need to know but all they the can languages. Be. Yeah, I mean, what? What's your? You're a half orc. Mm-hmm. Class aside, what background? 
you think fits a lot of half work? Um, Outlander, probably the big one. Yeah. Soldier, probably a big yeah. one. Possibly Urchin, if you kind of grew sure. up on the streets. Um, those would probably be the big sailor if you're an ocean-bound person. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's there's some obvious ones that just stand out. I think the things that are physically based. You know, yeah, you're not going to be a the, uh, the sage. entertainer, the sage, Enter- yep. the acolyte. Those aren't unless you're building that character, which you can. But those aren't the things that would be commonplace. So we, I mean, we already had that part of the conversation with what races are best for each class. So we don't really have to have the inverse conversation with no. that. Um, but I what, mean, obviously, you know, barbarians, talk, yeah, any barbarians. kind of melee based fighting. Class. You're probably not going to be a bard. Probably not. <laughs> I think that's you can. That's probably the one that I say they're the most least likely to be. I was going to actually go with Druid. That was my second right above Bard. Just I, as those, least I feel like those two are probably yeah right yeah. there as the two that. But is the just con not helps the happen. Druid a little more than the Bard, arguably. Yeah, the thing that they'll never be wizard. Period. Ever challenge accepted. Go ahead, make a half orc wizard. Like a half orc wizard, and I I can't. Do you know what? You know Again, how, anyone can make it. Do you know be what the best? Great no NPC. No, you're missing this, right? Yeah, go ahead. Wizards often portrayed memes as yes. very fragile. Yes. Guess what? Relentless endurance. I can run up there and fireball everybody while I'm up there, and I'll yes, survive. But if you don't kill everyone, you're dead. Then I'm dead. So. And savage. And savage attacks doesn't help me if I'm a spellcaster. Yeah, yeah, which is savage. So again, I think this is one where you gotta. Look at what you can do from a racial stance and find a class that fits that. All right. Well, that was good. I think we'll probably do one more. Yeah. We'll try to fit it. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, hi. Hello. Orcs. Racial traits. Mm -hmm. Plus two strength, plus one con. Same. Minus two intelligence. Eventually, we may or may not get this eventually, but the aggressive and menacing make up for that. And the powerful builds is pretty important in some cases. Some but, cases, yeah. Yeah, but if, if the point being, like, how are they t- how are they looking at uh, half orcs and saying you're runs when, genetically speaking, very simple. Well, I, th- I mean, that's just common in any society, where it's you aren't me, you are weak. The other, you know, you, you, you other. have to put down people so that you seem bigger. It's not. Necessarily that they are. That happens in halfling culture. I guarantee you, just in a much different way. I think it's different. You're small. <laughs> You're yeah. small. Yeah. I wonder if that's an insult in halfling culture. It, Anyways, it is depending on who they are. Good. Let's, uh, let's, let's roll halfling. Anything that's not a uh, seven or ten. Just no, good. No, just ah. perfect. Uh, four. Four is no. Gnome. Close. 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 You almost hit that half. Gnomes probably mock each other for the size of their faces because they have big heads. They do, and they have weird hands. They have obnoxiously weird... Just features. They're weird. Just weird features. Wait, they have weird hands? Yeah. What? Look at the picture. Her hand looks so She's much bigger. She's got a bigger. weird claw. Look how hand. big that hand is compared to the I body. I don't like this drawing of a gnome. I don't either. I really don't. I feel like there are better gnome drawings out there. This strikes me as a halfling. Gnomes, we've had this conversation always before. reminded me of like miniature elves. Like You know how there's ponies and there's miniature ponies? Yeah. I feel like gnomes are the miniature version of elves. I feel like gnomes are Santa's elves. Yeah. Right? Yeah, elves like are that. elves. Gnomes are Santa's elves. Yeah. Slightly magic, small, That's fair. pointed ears, weird. So, like also, the- ooh, how about this? Gnomes are what happens when you mix a dwarf and an elf. Okay. Because gnomes, very similar to our uh, dwarven friends. I'm not a halfling and an elf. 
Oh, because they're, they're, they're underground sturdy? That yeah. Talking about? Okay. Yeah. yeah, they got a rock gnome. Yeah, they're, they're very... Uh, they're, I think they get constitution, actually. But anyway, um, I think the important thing, just physically looking at a gnome, they are small. They're small. Uh, you're going to be maybe over three feet tall, possibly under. You're going to weigh... 40 to 45 pounds. 40, yeah. You're not going to weigh a lot. Um, but they're very happy. Uh, you know... They're not halfling happy, but they're happy. They're happy-go-lucky individuals. No. They're they, colorful. Yeah. They're magical. Yeah. They're one of the few races that has an inherent magical quality to them. Yes. Not not like a dragonborn breath weapon racial thing, an inherent magicalness. Magic. There's like Magic. a there's an arcane blood situation going on. Yeah, there. which I think is pretty cool. It is cool. Um They live a very long time. How long do they live? 350 to 500 years. That is long. Yeah. So not quite elf lengths, but longer than humans, half-elves, Would you want to live that long as a gnome? I mean, if I am born as something, I would like to live as long as possible, period. If you polymorph into something and die of old age, lifespan? do you go back to your age? Or did you age, would you return to your, revert to your other form as the current age? I think that if you are true polymorphed and that form dies of old age, you would you would go, die. Those die. years, no, those years would go on to your lifespan, but you'd go back. So you Just would, like if the character would die normally, then you would go back to your old form. Well, they, if the character is reduced to zero hit points, yeah, but exactly, if it dies, it go like, you know, I would say yes. Well, like resurrection, you can't bring back somebody who died of old age, right? Correct. So I think if you died of old age, and that age was greater than your natural lifespan would otherwise be, you but would you would die. I think that. Like if I transformed into a chicken yeah. and died of old age for a chicken, you would come, I would go back to back. being a human and be yeah. fine. But if yeah. I transform, if I'm a human and transform into an elf, I live 700 years and I die, I'm dead. Yes, I feel like we're touching on something much different that should be discussed elsewhere. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like as a human that turns into an elf, the one thing I would say, like, okay, with this, <laughs> I feel like your outer form is changed, but maybe like your insides are still the same. And so you would still die of entropy the same Such way. It's a weird conversation. I hate polymorph. Anyways, gnomes are jokesters. They're like talking. They're happy. They're energetic. They're bright. They're happy. They're slow. Columbus they're 25 feet. Their speed per is round. slow. Motherfucker. Where do they live? It's just, they, they live, live underground, underground, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I was saying they're kind of like dwarves in that aspect where they like to live underground in rock, in, you know. Rocky formations, mountains, hills, things of that nature. Um, they don't have the mining or building prowess of dwarves. But they're tinkerers. Yes. They have the small hands. They do the small work. So they would live, in theory, in in next to you dwarves. Yes. Dwarves mine the stuff. Yeah, I feel like dwarves and gnomes spend a lot of time together. They give the stuff to the gnomes. The gnomes turn it into things. Yes. Like machinery, yes. mechanisms. Which is, a, honestly, it's a common feature of gnomes, kind of across fantasy. And I think lead gives weight to my theory that they are Santa's elves. Yep. They built they got tiny fingers mm-hmm. to build shit. Yeah. I'm thinking of the dentist elf in the Hermes. Rudolph. Thank Hermes, you. Yes. Hermes. That's Fun a gnome. To be a dentist. That's a fucking gnome. Would make good dentists with the small hands. Gnomes would make great dentists. Yeah. And just like regular dentists, they love talking with their hands in your mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the worst part about going to the fucking dentist. Um, is the is the hygienist and the dentist talking to you with their hands in your mouth. They want you to answer questions 
with a hand in your mouth. Yeah, I don't think that's the worst part. I, I feel like the aggressive flossing when you're getting You know what? Clean. That's true. There's like a quick aggressive flossing right at the end. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that I don't like. I don't no. like that. <laughs> Actually, if we're being honest, my least favorite part of dentist is when they brush your teeth, they like gritty toothpaste. I don't mind that. I don't like like when you bite down later and there's still some left. Yeah, and you, ooh, yeah, ah, I don't ooh, mind just, that. I can feel it right now. Yeah. I hate it. The aggressive plot where they're like digging in oh, your gums, God. like, get it. My dentist... and, then, and then they're surprised if there's blood. It's like, oh my no, God. My... You just dug into my gums? Of course like, I I could bleed. floss every day, yeah. twice a day, yeah. and have immaculate gums. The fucking power with you, you leverage. You're, yeah, you're just leveraging down into my is fucking mouth. Ripping my mouth apart. Yes. It's like tiny claws. Oh, you've got receding gums. No, you just you... removed layers of skin. And then you, I'm not going to get back. Yeah. Anyways, gnomes would make great dentists. Gnomes would make great dentists. Um, so the one thing they have that I think is up there with with Yanti magic resistance is the gnome cunning. Mm-hmm. Gnome cunning. You have advantage on all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic. Now, if there's some natural effect, like something scaring you, that's not going to be correct. protected here. But if somebody's trying to charm you or something, you have advantage on that. Or um, enfeeblement. Thank you. You knew exactly People what I was mind. trying to say. People, People mind. mind. Yeah. Yes. That's an intelligence saving throw. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Um, which is why it gets a lot of, like, fighters and shit, because they're not sitting there ready for that. You have advantage on that, which is good. It's not as good as the anti-magic resistance, obviously, yeah. but it's still good. A very good ability. Uh, definitely up there. A lot of a lot of races get good abilities. We'll get into the ones that don't, but... They have dim light vision. What do you mean? Um... They have the you same. can see in dim light within 60 feet of you as if we're in a darkness as if we're dim light. Not the same as always. No, dark vision for orcs, you can see in the dark. Are you sure about that? I thought all dark vision was the same these days. I know it used to be the way you're thinking, but I thought everyone did, was essentially the same these tab. days. Duplicate my fucking tab, you goddamn piece of While he's looking that up, there are sub-races... Unlike half orcs, there are sub races to gnomes. Uh, there is the ever classic. Oh, you know what? You are right. I'm stupid and I can't read. There is the ever classic deep gnome or the bad guys. Well, he, as well we this like is an interesting thing to bring up right now. Half orc. How yeah. many sub races did it have? None. That's yeah. None yeah. at all. Right. These have several. Yeah. Um, again, the deep gnome is the bad guys. You know. I'm a bad. The guy. the dwerger or drow equivalent to gnomes, which is why I still maintain that gnomes are the half breeds between elves and dwarves. Um, oh, what what bonuses do they get? Intelligence. Gnomes get intelligence, and then their sub races get another boost. In this case, you get dexterity. Um, they now see this one. Uh, which one? The deep, deep gnome, gnome gets superior dark vision. There you go. That's what I was thinking of is the uh, the larger Still, It's vision. still darkness, dim light, same thing, but it's up to 120 Now, feet. deep gnomes don't live quite as long. Well, I mean, yeah. They live only 2 to 250. Still, a long time. But aren't they bigger? Um, I don't know. Yeah, look three at Three to size. three and a half. Whoa, And they whoa. weigh 80 to 120 pounds. Whoa, a three and a half foot tall, 120 pound boy? Yeah. That's a thick boy. Thick, 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 thick. And they still get a dex boost for their attribute. What bonus. is up with this deep gnome? I've never spent. So, I've never really looked at this. The sverfniblin. Yeah, I was just gonna say. How do you say that word? Sverfniblin. 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 They're the yeah. They're the ones. Very in the Norse, underdark. right there. Sverfniblin. It's probably a Nordic word. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure it is. Sverfniblin. 
etymology. While he's looking that up, there are also forest gnomes. These are ones that live above ground, weirdly, but they do. Uh, they get the minor illusion cantrip. We talked about gnomes having yes, spell casting in their blood. They can speak with animals uh, in the same way that, you know, kind of like the horse whisperer can, or the dog whisperer. You know, you kind of gesture, you ex- you explain yourself with simple ideas. Like and, a ranger. Yeah. Um a lot of forest gnomes are rangers. That's very common. Did you druids? Did, did we jumped ahead common. already, but did you touch on this this camouflage ability that rocket deep gnomes have? What advantage on stealth checks in rocky terrain? Yeah, they can. They're like, they're. This they're, is a weird creature. I'm not. I'm still stuck on the weird that, deep gnome. Deep uh, gnomes are strange. I mean, they're taller than regular gnomes. Yep. They're fat as fuck. Yep. They're dexterous and they can hide. Yeah. What it, what is this thing? It's like a bugbear of gnomes. Mini bugbear. Yeah. Mini bugbear. Bug Swerf Niblin, possible combination of Germanic slash Nordic Svart, or Schwarz for black, and Niblin, which is a mist. So, like, they're a black mist hiding, creeping. Uh, Sorry, what, 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 what were we on? Which one were we on? Forest Gnome got done with it already. Easy, easy peasy. Um, and rock Gnome? Rock Gnome. Rock, rock stuff. These are the ones that are probably going to be working alongside with dwarves. They're tinkering. They get the constitution boost. They are artificers by nature, so they get to make history checks related to magical items with advantage. Oh, no, you get twice proficiency bonus. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, is better than advantage. A flat bonus of, yeah. you know. Two to six. Two to six, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... They can make a thing. Tinker, they get to make a thing. They can make a... It's never good. No, it's not. It's never really worth it. So one's a lighter, though. Yeah. You get a lighter, or a music box would be kind of cool. Yeah, the clockwork toy is useless. Yeah. I mean, you could probably come up with some cool uses for it, because it, it's a... It's an animal. You place on the ground. It moves. Here's my thing. I would make it as the start to a Goldberg machine. Rube Goldberg yes. machine. Yes. I would. Agree. I was just thinking that exact same thing. You have to do it to place it so yeah. it does a thing. And I would just tell it, okay, as soon as somebody walks in, walk forward. It's not how that works. It's a, fi- it's a random direction. Walk forward. It makes noises as appropriate to the creature it represents, though. Yeah. So it makes roughly equivalent eek, to eek, eek, frog, eek. mouse, bird, dragon noises. But it's a small... Yeah, ti- imagine a tiny mechanical dragon. Yeah. So the fire starter is a lighter. Yes. That's just, it's just a flat Pretty cool. lighter. I would agree. Especially if you're a smoker. Which I feel like a gnome would be. Yeah. Pipe, like smoke a pipe like a pipes, half. Pipes, yeah. yeah. Right? The tobacco. cigarettes, you know, whatever. Wacky tobacco. Yeah. For sure. And then the music box. It's much safer than standing next to a fire and just kind of putting your face in it. Uh, Yeah, right. The music box could be anything. Give me a boat. <laughs> it sings a simple, a single song at a moderate volume. Um, so, in theory, what would you put in your music box? Uh, Any song. Uh, I'm going to go with Deer Dance. By System of a Down? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty intense. You, it's just, mo- you open up expecting this nice, quiet... Yeah. It's a moderate volume. So, again, it could be like a nice... Lure, you kind of just open it and it plays a song and you run away and somebody comes like, "What's this fucking music box?" and whatever. And then it's got the great the guitar. I would put um Tiny Tim's "Living in the Sunlight, Loving in the Moonlight" um song. That was just creepy as fuck. Imagine, imagine they're like crawling through a dungeon, living in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight, having a wonderful time. Just like you, like oh fuck no, I am leaving. I am leaving this place forever. Um. I missed the forest gnome because I was so obsessed with the deep gnome. Is there anything important about those? So honestly, and this was what I was about to say about gnomes in general, 
not that great racial abilities. You know, I don't ever. I don't think about gnomes when I'm playing. When I'm making a character, I've I don't never think about once gnomes. made a gnome and been like, "This is the one." Yeah. Um. The only one that I wanted to make was a uh, wizard that was yeah. a gnome. But at the same time, there's other people that get wisdom. But the nice thing about the rock gnome is it's got that con int build, which is very, very good. But any of them get int and dex or int and con, int which dex. very good for a wizard. Honestly. If you want to be a Santa's elf, you really like you've got to want it. You this is not it. for your casual player just like making just it. pumping out clockwork toys for all the little girls yeah, like and boys. The gnomes are a race that's like somebody who likes gnomes and wants to have a, a weird, fun, cute. Yeah, weird. Thing. I think is the optimum wor- optimal word here. Gnomes are weird. As as much as any other race, gnomes are weird. They're gonna be, you know, the one that's running around laughing in the middle of battle. You know, Cracking jokes, making puns, yeah. saying shit. Yeah. Like comedic, comic relief. Really. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. The butt of most of these jokes. All right. Uh, final thoughts about gnomes. Rock gnomes got that big booty. What's I oh, know they're thick. Deoc. Deep gnome. Deep gnome. Deep gnome thick. Deep gnome big. Why? Like I can't believe I never noticed that. I like, n- I never on. saw the weight. BMI. You're, you're BMI on a three and a half foot. 120 pound person. I am absolutely. I bet your it's height's be 80. Three foot six. Your weight 120. Yeah. Compute. 80, 82. Oh, 47.8. Um, so that puts us at uh, obesity range. BMI of 30 or greater. Just so up there. Normal normal weight BMI being 18 to 25. So, so half. I bet. No, I bet you got to put this at like 30 pounds to get down to that. Uh, let's do 40. 40's underweight. 40's underweight. So okay. for that height, you're probably talking... 50? Oh, I'll jump up a little higher. Less than 60. Okay. So it's effectively... It's just a very Several gnomes combined into gnome. one. It's got to be a muscly gnome, right? <sighs> Anyways, everybody, let's leave you with the visual of... Pebbles. A fucking fat-ass deep gnome. The, um, the, the hippopotamus of gnomes. I think we learned something today, and that's deep gnomes are fucking thick. Awkward. Um, Awkward. Make sure to subscribe, rate the show wherever you found it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast, and feel free to send us topics you want to hear about at your D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. We will continue this um, next time, and we will see you then. Till then.